everyone. Welcome to So Good Sisterhood. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband Todd and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood is a podcast that is all about investing in every girl from every generation. It's this opportunity to have relevant conversations every single month about living intentionally, leading confidently, and loving generously. And hopefully, it will leave you saying, that was so good. Well, hey, ladies, welcome back to the So Good Sisterhood podcast. I'm your host, Julie Mullins. And as always, I just want to thank you, all of you who've been subscribing to the podcast, those of you who tune in faithfully and leave comments. If you haven't subscribed, just take a second to do that now so that you don't miss out on any episodes and make sure that you share this with a friend. Well, this season has been all about the power of our story. And we have heard some amazing stories, incredible stories so far. And in our show notes, there's a link for you to share your story. We would love to hear from you. So make sure you check that out. Okay, just kind of a personal life update. We just came back from a two-week trip to the Holy Land, and so which cool. was really incredible. And I think my brain might be about still halfway over the Atlantic Ocean, but it was just such an incredible time with about 300 of our church family. And just really digging into the Word of God and just following the footsteps of Jesus. So many incredible things happened, and we're going to be taking another trip in the fall of 2024. So make sure you stay tuned for that because we'd love for you guys to join us there. Hey, before we jump in, I have some amazing news, and amazing might mean something to some of you girls out there. So I want to let you know that you're invited to an amazing sisterhood event. There's going to be four opportunities to experience what's happening on May 11th, 12th and 13th, whatever opportunity fits your schedule best. But Amazing is a sisterhood event for every girl of every generation. We're going to be gathering in one location in our Palm Beach Gardens location, and we're going to be having an incredible guest speaker. My good friend, Lisa Harper, is going to be sharing a powerful word, incredible worship, and you don't want to miss the after party. It is epic every single time. And one of the things I'm really excited about this year is that for the very first time, we're going to be offering an experience for our little sisters. For the girls of the house that are in grades one through six, we're going to have an amazing time with them really investing in the next generation of our sisterhood. So be sure to listen to next week's episode and stay tuned on social media to hear more about how to get your tickets. It's going to be amazing and I cannot wait to see you there. Hey, so the last couple of weeks, we have heard an incredible story and really have had wisdom imparted in this podcast by Deb Folletta. And Deb is a licensed counselor and a therapist. She is an author, and she shared her own journey about anxiety and depression. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, make sure that that you go back and listen to that two-part episode. It was so powerful, but I didn't want the conversation to end there. And I have some really incredible people with me today because we know that depression and anxiety is real for a lot yeah. of, of women that are listening, mm-hmm. for it, it has no, it's no respecter of persons or generations. And we've seen it really rampant in your generation. And so today I have Carissa Robinson with me. And most of you guys know her. She's a regular on the podcast. She and her husband, Cole, are the campus pastors at our downtown campus. She looks after all of our young adults here at Christ Fellowship. And I have Natalie Ferguson. And yes, Natalie, good to be you, here. Yeah, you and your husband just launched our newest location out in the Western communities here. 
And so we're so excited that you guys are here, but you have just led so strong in in the the ministries that really impact the next generation here. And I wanted to just have a few minutes to talk to you guys about just as you listen to the podcast, listen to Deb's story, and as you're you have such a, a great pulse on the next generation, would love to hear as you listen to the episode, what really stood out, what jumped out, and what takeaways did you have? So I'll start with you, yeah. Carissa. Yeah. I mean, Deb had so much wisdom around mental health. And right. I really I was telling you, Pastor Julie, like I just really value her perspective mm-hmm. on it. It's so healthy. It's so honest and it's so relatable, really. And I loved when you guys were talking about triggers. It got me because <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest, like I have used that phrase many times yep. as like a, a weapon against mm-hmm. someone else. Like that, that person just triggered me, right? Or like, mm-hmm. you know, like what they said triggered me so bad like and I've used it as a weapon against someone else but but the perspective you and Deb just had on triggers was so powerful you guys described triggers as an exaggerated emotional response mm-hmm. that really should cue us to look inward right, right? not outward it should cue us to go if I'm triggered by something they said or something that they did I ought to consider what in me needs needs to be healed still right. what in me yeah. is is still struggling or or would cause me to have this exaggerated emotional response and that was truthfully just challenging for me yes. and 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 kind of like a Natalie you described it best like a total hot take it on is. what our generation <laughs> is is facing you know that yeah. that we we can't use triggered as some as a weapon against someone else right. it really should be a cue for us to look inward. Right. I thought that was so good. Right. Or an excuse, you know, yeah. to mm-hmm. respond or, yes. you know, an excuse to end a relationship yeah. because a lot of times we miss the opportunity and the trigger, you know, like we talked about, like you just said, we miss the opportunity for healing to come for the right. Holy Spirit to do the work that he wants to do and even healing in a relationship. So yeah. that's great. Okay, Natalie, what was... Yes. I mean, I love so much from Deb's episodes. I love at the end of the first one, you said, we can't get enough of Deb. And I'm like, yes, that's so how true. I feel. Can't get enough of her. But one of the things she talked about was your vulnerability. And she said, model vulnerability so other people can follow along and heal. And it just reminded me of all the people who've done that for me in my life who have mm-hmm. modeled their healing and their vulnerability and made a lane and a space of what that could look like in my life. And just the encouragement to share your story these past few episodes of share your story. There's power in your testimony. And how can I live like authentically me? And that's not my mess everywhere to everyone, but of how can I model for people what healing looks like and stepping into that. And I love what we say around here. This is a safe place and it's a no jaw drop zone (laughs) of like, and I love challenging people. Sometimes I met with someone the other day and they're like, I have something to tell you. You're going to be shocked. I'm like, try me. Try me. I guarantee you I won't be at this point, but I'm just, we're no jaw drop zone. And part of this of modeling vulnerability to other people is showing them how you're going to care for them. Because I think sometimes we can get stuck on, well, maybe I don't have a, a big testimony or a story, but we can, you know, model this for people by showing them how we're going to care. We taught our three-year-old this week the phrase, put your money where your mouth is. He's like, I'm a good listener. I'm a good listener. And I was like, Clay, baby, let me tell you. Like, put your money where your mouth is. Like, you have to follow through with what you say. And I think Lisa Duvall, who's been on the podcast several times, but there's one time I met with her and was sharing with her something was going on with my family and asking her to pray for me. And a few days later, I got a note from her 
with a prayer written out that mm. she was praying for me. And just she showed me how she was going to care for me. And all of a sudden, she was a safe place. And I think we can we can model vulnerability by showing people we are a safe place, how we're going to care for them. Natalie, I know that that this is a topic that hits close to home yeah. to you. And I would love for you to share just a little bit about your journey, because I really think your testimony of um, of how you have walked through you know, just seasons, as yeah. Deb mentioned, she walked through many seasons. I think that it would just really encourage some people out there. Absolutely. And it's been, you know, a journey to learn to share and, and learn to be vulnerable with those those places and spaces in my story. But I have dealt with anxiety and depression for, you know, as long as I can remember my whole life. But and I've spent so much time. I love when Carissa, you're mentioning triggers. I've spent so much of my energy blaming that on other people and other people's actions toward me and the environment I grew up in. And eventually one day kind of had to get to this place where it's like, I can spend the rest of my life blaming these other people, or I can just embrace the cards that I have and let God heal them and let God work in my life. I was so obsessed with these other people and their stories that I was neglecting my story and my God's story. But God's taken me through several healing journeys throughout this. And a lot of it has been through the church and through good community and and good biblical teaching and the encouragement I find in worship. And so much has it been through counselors walking me through. But I love, I've heard the analogy before that our healing is like a spiral staircase. Right. That sometimes we might feel like we're circling an issue over and over, but really it's at a higher level on the staircase and that God is just continually bringing us back to healing moments on our journey. So I love that. And Deb even talked about that in her episode of just whenever I have, she mentioned her flashbacks to her traumatic experience. Whenever I have moments like that, I'm I'm like confident now. I'm not scared. I'm confident. I'm like, God must know that I'm ready to heal a little more and I can bravely face that and fight for that. I love that. I love that. You know, I think one of the things that she said that was, I think set a lot of people free yes. was that depression and anxiety are not measures of our spiritual maturity and you just said you know anywhere on the spiral staircase until we reach our heavenly home you know (laughs) there are going to be times that we're going to have seasons and reasons reasons to blame other people reasons because someone what someone did was wrong and it did impact us but we will always have seasons and reasons to that we're going to walk through depression or anxiety and i think that as for for those of us who maybe are a little bit older maybe didn't deal with it younger in life and when it hits us sometimes it's it's even hard to recognize mm. but i love i love that you know that that revelation of just this is not a sign of our spiritual maturity it is a warning flag and a it, it is a it's a it's a signal for us to lean in right. to god and lean into what he has cuz the opposite of anxiety i think would be peace and yes. god's plan for us i think this goes back to what we believe about God and God's plan for us is that we would have peace, right. that we would not have anxiety, but we have to fight for peace. That scripture tells yes. us that a lot. But one of the things I, I think about, you know, that, that his plan for us was peace. That's why Jesus was called the Prince right. of Peace. He came to bring peace through through the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I think one of the things that we have a difficult time with is that sometimes we think that peace is the absence of conflict the absence of 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 reasons to be anxious yeah. but actually that's our you know western view but the the biblical word for peace is shalom 
And what that means is that, you know, that it's not the absence of conflict, but it's the presence of inner wholeness. It's no matter what's wow. going on on the outside that we can have peace on the inside. And that shalom actually is translated nothing missing, nothing broken. Wow. But it's a it's a journey. Yes. Nothing missing, nothing broken. That's where, you know, that that's that's our pursuit. That right. we that whatever comes our way, depression, anxiety, that we would give the Holy Spirit the opportunity to heal those places, right? Through through whatever it takes, through counseling. Many times we talked about it last episode through medication, through community, but but that we would embrace that that we would know that this is God's plan for us and we need to pursue it and fight for it. So that was great. I also loved that 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 she talked about how healing, again, is God's idea. It's not our idea. And 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 how healing is really God's will for us. Peace and healing are his will for us. And and Hebrews 12 says that he is the author and the finisher of our story. And because the season is all about, you know, the power of our story, I think it's I think it's powerful when we think about God authoring, you know, the our faith, our healing, and our peace. And this mm-hmm. is his plan for us. I think sometimes we may not even recognize depression and anxiety when it you know we can be in it and not even recognize it and one of the things that Deb talked about in this last episode was that one of the tools when we when we start feeling disconnected feeling anxious losing sleep is to pause yeah. right and to take an inventory when you're a go-getter like both of you are and you're achievers and and working hard moms busy moms that sometimes we kind of forget ourselves and so it's hard to take that pause and be able to reflect on what it is that that we're walking through. And so you can speak from a personal perspective or what you're seeing in your generation. What are some of, when you pause, what are some of the the signs, the the warning signs that, that you need to prioritize your emotional health? Or what practical steps can you take to make emotional mental health a priority? Yeah. I, yeah, it's so good. And it and it really made me think, like, when do I know that that I really need to take a pause? Like, if I don't have a regular rhythm of it, what are some signs that it's like, it's almost too late. You, need, yeah. you really need to pause. And some of the things I was thinking about just for me personally is like, is the short fuse, right? Yes. When you're easily angered, easily irritable, easily frustrated, apathetic, when I become just like, not caring anymore or or very indifferent about things that were once really important and, mm-hmm. and a huge value to me. A lack of drive or inspiration when I feel just uninspired by things in life. Like I'm usually a pretty inspired girl. Like it doesn't take much to motivate me, but <laughs> but I know that when things are are uninspiring or there's a lack of motivation, it's 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 time. You know, it's time to pause. But the biggest thing is, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, is just when the ones closest to me get the worst of me. Mm-hmm. That's when I really know that 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 this is this is smoke to a fire, and it's a it's a signal for me to go. I need to recognize. I need to pause. I need to find out what the fire is and and deal with it. Yeah. So, mine very similar of when the people closest to me are getting the worst of me. So when I'm short with my husband or even with my kids are not present with them and find myself just scrolling on Instagram or something instead of with them or all signs like I'm avoiding something when I'm missing from my friends, you know, when I'm a little MIA and distant, I know I'm creating that space because I'm avoiding something. Another sign for me is knowing the like the spaces when I'm thin. And for me, it's the mornings. Like I can tell by how my morning goes. Mm-hmm. 
how my soul is doing because the mornings are busy. We're packing lunches, we're getting ready, we're trying to do our devotions, getting out the door. And if I can have a morning and be peaceful and be kind, I know my soul is well. But if I have a morning and like Jonathan's giving me the look mm-hmm. after I say something, I'm like, oh, did I use that tone? Like I didn't hear it. I didn't mean it that way. I didn't, I didn't mean it to come out that way. That that's kind of my flag for me for the day that I'm going to need to spend some time resetting that something's off with my soul. Another one is if I can't point a finger at what's bothering me, if I can't label the emotion and I can't label the problem. I know something's off and it's normally my mental health. And I think that's one of the things with anxiety and depression is sometimes you can't name the emotion. Like for me, I'll feel sad. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm just sad. Or just for other people, it might be you're tired or you feel angry and you're not sure why. And you can't really name the emotion past that or you can't name really what the problem is. You can't name what is stressing you out. And that's the thing about anxiety and depression and mental health issues that the enemy doesn't even have to touch our lives because he's working in our minds. Right. Wow. And so you might be looking at your life and be like, you know, there's not really this big thing that I see that's on fire, but I'm having all these symptoms of something else. So those are all warning signs that so I can experience. Yeah. I also love, Deb, you and Deb are talking about the stories we play in our mind. And, yes. and you're talking about just like the way that the enemy uses our mind to really, really trick us and really yes. cause pain in our life. And I've talked to so many young adults, and I've experienced for myself, too, just this story we play over and over right. and over again in our mind. It might be a hard part of your day or a tough part in your story that that really consumes your thinking. And and I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but I've, like, made a mistake or I've had a rough moment, and I've replayed it. Like, yes. it's just on this replay tape over and over and over again. And I think about how I should have done it different or what I should have changed or what I should have not said or what I should have done differently. And and that is really a warning signal for me right. too. Like this is a story I need to cut at the at the knees and, right. and end it. Like I need to not play this one more time in my head. I need to not think about this one more time because it really will wreck me emotionally. Yeah. And I think that's something we all probably should get better at practicing is right. just cutting that story, cutting that narrative in our brain. Absolutely. Some of the practical steps I take around these things is even especially that is practicing mindfulness. And, you know, Psalm says, be still and know that he is God. And it's so hard in our culture to be still yeah, and and practice mindfulness or meditation on the word of God. And I love the book Stolen Focus. And it talks a little bit about this, that we're so busy. You know, you're at a red light for 30 seconds. You're pulling out your phone and checking your email or responding to texts that we don't take time just to be still and just to take in our environment and what's around us. And I know that for me that. I should not turn to Instagram or I know like I think that's even another warning flag if I get home at the end of the day kids are in bed and the first thing I do is turn on the TV I can tell something's off with my soul mm-hmm. that I, I'm I'm staying busy I'm masking things I'm not spending my time so one of those practices I think is mindfulness and filling it with the right things make space in your life and fill it with the right things spend time with Jesus spend time in community eating right, moving my body. I love that Deb talked about fighting the physical with physical. Right. Of like, we need to take care of our temple. We need to take care of our bodies because it it directly correlates with our mental health. So great. Yeah, I love that. You know, and I think that it is, it's a a battle, right? It's a a spiritual battle, but we have spiritual weapons and we have some really practical weapons. You know, we, like you said, being, being mindful 
of exercising, you know, eating right. And those are things that when you are depressed or you're, you know, you're in a season where, you know, you're walking through a difficult time, those are the first things to go, right? Yes. And they're, they're, they're so hard to get those habits back because you're never going to have the desire to exercise when you're depressed. That desire right. is not going to come. The only way the desire comes is to do it. So sometimes you have to do exactly what you don't feel like doing. And I think that is, so, you know, you talked about mindfulness and, you know, being reflective and, and those spiritual, the spiritual habits that we have. But then there's also the really practical, the eating right, right. the exercising and, and finding community to be able to, you know, have someone to be able to help you walk through those yes. things. Because again, it's a spiritual battle, but we have a lot of weapons to fight that spiritual battle. Proverbs 4.23, I think you talked, you said this when you talked about, you know, the, our thought life. And Carissa, you mentioned this, but it says, be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. You can't have a positive life with a mindful of negative yeah. thoughts. And that's yeah. why all of this does start in the mind and doing whatever we can to be able to, you know, fight that battle in our minds first is so important because it will direct our course. So you mentioned, you've mentioned a couple times just the importance of community, right. right? I loved what Deb said. She talked about the power of community when it comes to our journey. And she said, she, I quote, this is a quote from a book that I needed God's people to be speaking truth when I was too fuzzy to hold on to that truth for myself. Mm. That's why we need the body of Christ, because it's meant to be a hospital for people who need help. And I know that I really believe that the only battle that you can't win is the one you try to fight by yourself. So good. Yeah. And so I'd love to hear a little bit about how community has helped you guys on your journey. Yeah. I mean, I think it's so critical. It's, it's, I don't know that you really, we have really have to convince anyone to believe that's true. But I, I wonder if we believe that community is so important in our life, but we actually don't really know how to live out community. And, and I worry about, you know, with people in my life and some of, the, some of my generation that struggles with this, they, they know their need for community. They know their need for friendship with godly people, but maybe don't know how to actually live that out. Some might think that scrolling through Instagram and people liking and commenting on your stuff or the Facebook posts that gets all the comments and the interactions or the DMs is, is doing life together, is community. And it might fill that void for a few minutes, but it's actually going to leave us empty and lonely on the other side. Right. And and I think some of us have fallen into this trap to think we actually have this great group of people because we've got them online, but but actually there's no life on life, like face to face, sitting on the couch next to each other, community going on. And and I know that's been so valuable in my life. I love it. Like you said, you know, a lot of people know but they just don't know how. Yeah. And that was so beautiful to become more intentional about that and intentional about making space for it. Yeah. I think about the places in my journey where I felt stuck. Where I'm like, I feel like I'm doing all the right things, but I can't push past this place that I am. I can't push past this pain. I can't push past this experience that God has always, every single time, used another person to get me past that place and whether it's been my therapist or whether it's been a pastor or it's just been a friend, sometimes it has been just the random, most least expected person who would speak a moment of life into me. So I would encourage those listening that you have to find that community. And I know for me that when I'm in these places of pain, that's the last thing I want to do. 
That is the absolute last thing I want to do is go and try to make some friends or meet people. Or I remember my first time when I, I just moved to South Florida, I really did not know many people. And I was invited to Christ Fellowship Young Adults. I made up an excuse. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm busy. Like I have, I have plans that night because I was so nervous. I was so nervous to come by myself. And I would just encourage those listening who, who feel that way. It is worth your courage to try. It is right. worth your courage to go to a, a community group. It's it's worth your courage to jump into one of our groups and classes here at Christ Fellowship, to go to Celebrate Recovery, to go to young adults, go to CF students. Yeah, that's so good. So rich. And you know that kind of ties back to what Carissa was talking about in the verse she shared. Find ways to encourage one, each, one another. Yeah. That when we are together, we give, that word encourage means to give courage. We give each other courage. We have to spend courage so you're going to spend a little bit of courage to go right. and to be a part of community, but you're going to gain courage when you get there. Yes. And so it's really taking that step. We're not asking for you to take a deep dive into the deep end of the pool. Just take one step. And every time you take the step, God meets you there with exactly who you need and what you need. But it doesn't just happen. Community doesn't just happen. And so, yeah. but it is it is part of God's plan to to fight the battle that for our peace, to fight the battle against depression and anxiety. And he put this in place for us, right? He positioned right. God's family, God's people. And I do want to tag back when you said about a counselor, we are going to put you know, a link for some Christian counselors in the show notes because we know this is so important. Right. Having a counselor, having a pastor, having you know, just friends that are walking, doing life on life with you. These are all parts of the community. One person isn't going to get you where you need to be. Right. But a community, what God's put in place will be able to equip you to be able to step into the story of healing that God has for you. Yeah. He's authored it and he put a lot of supporting characters yes. in your story. Right. He's the author and he wants you to finish well and finish strong. So, hey, so we end every single podcast asking if there is maybe a part of your story that might be cringeworthy or a prayer that you are so thankful that God did not answer. And so I think I'm going to hit Natalie up for this one because Carissa, you've shared before, but yes. Natalie, why don't you share a little bit? Well, mine is, is cringeworthy and laughable to me, but maybe not others. But my prayer that I'm thankful God did not answer was for him to take away my anxiety and depression. And I have always, you know, prayed for that and wanted this moment of just healing the miraculous. And Pastor Julie, you say all the time that sometimes God has a miracle moment, right? but sometimes he has a miracle journey planned for you. And he has truly been taking me on a miracle journey. And because I've been on the journey, I've gotten to bring my family along with me on that journey together. But it makes me think about the Israelites, God's people, they were in slavery for 400 years which is honestly wow. kind of hard for us to imagine that long of a span of time of the mentality, you are a slave, you are a slave, you are a slave. This is all you're ever going to be. And God radically rescues his people and starts them on a journey of healing. And he has to change this mindset from them. Like you're no longer a slave. Like you are my sons and my daughters. And he takes them on this journey from there. And I love one of the things that it's recorded in Exodus chapter 13. God says, he says, when Pharaoh let the people go, says God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, even though it was the fastest, shortest way. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and turn back to Egypt. So God led his people around in the desert road toward the Red Sea. And I, I think about his kindness towards us 
to be patient with us. Yes. Sometimes there might be a faster, quicker way to find healing I love that. and get there and be the person you want to be. But in God's kindness, he can see things that we can't see mm -hmm. and knows like if she sees a battle right now, she's not going to be able to handle it. She's going to run back to Egypt. She's going to run back to slavery. So I'm, I might take her the roundabout way. It might take a little bit longer, but it's going to be worth it. And I, I think so many people who are listening are on that journey. And I just want to encourage those people, stay on the journey. Right. Trust God. God was not absent while the people were wondering. He literally led them with a pillar of cloud in the day and a pillar of fire at night. He was so present. He did not leave them. So don't get weary on your journey. Even though it might see roundabout, don't wish for Egypt. Keep going because there is a promised land for you. And one of the songs we've been singing on the weekend, it's This Is Our God. And I love some of the lyrics of the song. It says, remember that fear that took our breath away. Faith so weak, we could barely pray. But he heard every prayer, every whisper. Now those altars in the wilderness tell the story of his faithfulness. He never once did he fail and he never will. And I love that imagery of these memorials and these altars in the wilderness. And the Israelites, the people of God would make these memorials every time God moved on their behalf and showed up and then they could look back and see how he had marked their story. And I just wanna encourage those listening that you are gonna be able to look back and see so many altars in the wilderness of how God showed up and was faithful and brought healing and brought community and the right next thing to you, stay on the journey, follow close. It might feel roundabout, but he knows where he's going. Yeah, that's so beautiful, so good. So I mean, good. just so, so good. So Carissa and Natalie, thank you so much for just sharing. Thank you for your authenticity, for the journey that you've been on. We just love you guys so much and just love that what God's doing and continues to do and being willing to share. And I know it's just been an impartation to our listeners. And so for those of you who are out there, thank you guys for sharing your stories. And I just want to close by sharing a story from one of our listeners that she sent this in. And here is Lauren. She sent this in from our Stewart campus. So have a listen. Hey, my name is Lauren, and I'm from our Stewart campus. My story, in a nutshell, is really just one of God's unending grace and abundant provision. See, through several losses and a long history of deep depression, crippling anxiety, and panic attacks, it's been nothing short of amazing to see how for every loss I've encountered in my life, God has somehow provided me with more community of truly angels on earth to rally around me, uplift me, encourage me, than I could have ever known to ask for. The healing that's happened in my life as a result of this sisterhood I've been given has truly changed everything for me. And through this community, this family of believers, he's shown grace enough to heal me from traumas, hurts, past burdens, and honestly, all worries and anxieties that weighed me down on and off for so many years. Another thing the Lord has reminded me of is his desire for restoration in our lives. He showed this to me through Jeremiah 15. Jeremiah was in the middle of being persecuted for living out his calling, and he turns to God in the middle of his worry and his despair. And God's response to Jeremiah is actually the same one he's spoken to my anxious heart. He simply says, if you return to me, I will restore you. So that was my mission for so long. Restoration is what I prayed for on my knees every single day and every single night in my heart, my home, my relationships, my spiritual life, and my mental health. And I am beyond grateful to say that I've experienced that restoration in so many ways. It would take too long to even share right now. 
But I just want to encourage anyone listening that God's desire for you is absolutely restoration. If we can just wipe the dust from our eyes and focus on him, he really has been so, so good. Wow, that was so good. Lauren, thank you for sharing that with us. I love that God used community as a part of your restoration story. So for all of you that are listening, check out the show notes for information on how you can share your story with us. We can't wait to hear all that God does in this season and really as a result of the impartation that Deb and Natalie and Carissa have been pouring out in these last couple episodes. And if you want to learn more about depression and anxiety, prioritizing your emotional health, we're going to link some of Deb Folletta's books in our show notes, some of her resources, and also a couple of links there. I want to make sure we link that song that you just referenced to, Natalie. That'll be awesome. So ladies, I love you so much. We'll catch you next week on the So Good Sisterhood Podcast. We're so glad you joined us today for the So Good Sisterhood Podcast. For additional resources and show notes from today's episode, check out our website, sogoodsisterhood.com. Remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but He's always doing a new thing. What step are you going to take today so you don't miss out on it? If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend or just leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good.